Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of the Low Back Pain Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Elliott, with the Rehab Fix online low back program. And today's topic is signs you have a disc herniation. How do you know if you have a disc herniation, and what can you do about it? If you tuned in last week, episode 12, we discussed how to overcome and how to resolve low back flare-ups. And the type of low back flare-ups we discussed are very much so related to disc herniation or sciatica type flare-ups. And sure, some of them are muscular and joint related as well, but that was a big focus because that's a lot of what I focus on. So with today's topic, we are really going to discuss, I don't know if you have a disc herniation because there's a lot of misconceptions about disc herniations. A lot of people um, are scared of that term. They hear the word disc or herniation and it instantly makes them think, oh my gosh, surgery. I have to have surgery. I have to have injections because that's the way the medical system has been built. And there's a lot of fear and worry and threat associated with those words. Many other times people might find out that they have a disc herniation, but it might not be related to their pain at all. So we're here to kind of find the middle ground. Okay. When does the disc herniation matter? How do you know if you have one on your own without undergoing any unnecessary imaging or procedures that unfortunately many individuals go through that result in a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of frustration and minimal results. So let's dive into it. First off, the main emphasis of today's podcast are individuals who do have symptomatic disc herniations. What do I mean by that? Disc herniations that are actually causing pain because as we know, 30% of individuals 20 and up, 40% of individuals 30 and up and 50% of individuals 40 years old and up have disc herniations or disc bulges of some kind on MRI, but don't have any pain. Those are asymptomatic individuals. So we are excluding asymptomatic individuals because many people, oh, they tweak their low back. They go and first thing they're told is, oh, we didn't need to get an MRI, which is not appropriate. It's not appropriate to, to jump straight to imaging that does not follow clinical guidelines. And if they're told, oh my gosh, you have a disc herniation on here. Oh, I had no idea. You know, I just tweaked my back lifting the other day. And then all of a sudden they're down that slippery slope of medications, injections, surgery, and that's how they get sucked into the system. That's what we're here to avoid. That's what I'm here to help you avoid. That's what I do for my online clients. So we are not including those individuals. We are discussing individuals who actually have symptomatic disc herniations, how they occur and what those normally feel like. The most common mechanism of injury behind disc herniations are flexion or bending forward with load, especially flexion with rotation and load. So let's say you're helping your buddy move and you're picking up boxes and you're moving boxes and you know, most of them are light and all of a sudden there's one down by your, by your right foot. Let's say it's across your right foot. Okay. You bend down. You twist to the right, you're reaching over for that box over by that right foot. 
and you grab it and you just yank it up like you did all the others. But man, that one was like 80 pounds. Weren't ready for that. And then you feel a pop in the low back as well. Immediately, uh, kind of takes the breath out of you. Difficult to stand up straight. Muscles start seizing. Muscles start getting tight. Things start cramping. You might almost feel like you're in a stuck forward position. That is a classic disc herniation injury. Additionally, disc herniations can happen slowly over time as well. Let's say you don't move enough and you sit in a rounded position all day long. You don't take movement breaks. You don't follow the other guidelines that I post on my page. And slowly, 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 you start to notice over time, man, it's difficult to like get on my chair and just stand up straight. Like it's like it's a, there's a rusty joint when you first go to stand up out of the couch or out of your car or out of your chair. It's almost like, ah, gotta, gotta get through that sticking point, um, to stand up straight. That's a very common sign of disc related issues. We call that the catch. If there's a catch, it's probably a disc related issue. Also, if you do experience a pop or a strain of some kind with a, you know, a, a flexion, a bending forward and a rotation type movement, whether it's um, a squat or a deadlift included, and you start to notice over the following days or weeks, you're starting to get some numbness around those glutes or one glute. You're starting to get some radiation into a glute, into the hip, radiation to the back of the hamstring. That's going to be related to sciatica. That's going to be related to the nerve, but most commonly the disc is causing the irritation on that nerve. So that's going to be a disc related issue as well. Also, some of my clients will report a band like symptom. So it'll feel like there's a band or a belt wrapping around the waist of radiation. So go to your lower back. Imagine you're wearing a belt around your lower back or a band of some kind. It's spreading outwards like a band or a belt. That is also a very common sign of disc-related issues. So these are common mechanisms of injury. These are what we hear all the time. Just, um, Just today, just today, I got a new client, Keith. Shout out to Keith. He's also living in Florida. He's in Jacksonville, super motivated guy. Enrolled this afternoon. We had a fantastic assessment. We reduced his sciatica and improved his range of motion by 50% just during the call. I post calls like these on my social media. So if you want to go see it to believe it with your own eyes, go take a look. But with him, it's exactly what we discussed. He's a power lifter, was very strong, very diligent in the gym, very diligent with his movements, had good form, all those things. But in this particular day, he was rushing a little bit, um, was warming up and performed deadlifts early in the morning. I recorded a podcast on this, on how deadlifts in the morning can be one of the more susceptible times for disc related issues. So he was deadlifting in the morning, felt a pop as the day went on, got tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And then like I said, difficult to stand up straight. It's like he was stuck forward. That is a classic disc herniation sign. Very, 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 very classic. One of the more rare 
type of discrimination um, incidences or signs that is not, um, I don't want to say too rare, it's just more rare than the type that I just described, is a shift type of position where it feels like if, if you're looking at me, if you're on YouTube watching me right now, it's like your hips are shifted to one side and your upper body is shifted to the other. So your upper body could be to the right, your hips to the left, or your upper body to the left and your hips to the right. It's like they're not lined up. You're walking around a little bit crooked. That's what we call a shift, a lateral shift. And I've posted a video of a simple corrective exercise that you can do for that on my page. Um, these are quick tips. They might work for some of you, other you, others of um, this nature need a little bit more intensive help. That's why I do my coaching. But for the classic ones, the, the 90% of you out there, bending forward, feel a pop. Bending forward and twisting might feel a pop. Uh, deadlifting, squatting things like that and the low back really starts to get fired up and you feel that band around the low back or radiation into the glute hamstring or thigh um these are the most common incident oh my gosh instances <laughs> that we see had a little difficult uh, uh time saying those phrases there also these are typically worse first thing in the morning not always some people feel refreshed after a good night's sleep most will feel more tight because of something called imbibition. If that disc is sensitive and the disc is injured, what occurs overnight is that the discs actually re-swell with fluid because gravity is off of the spine. So if you're standing all day, fluid is actually being, mostly water, is actually being squeezed out of the discs. It's almost like if, if you had a water balloon with a leak in it, if there wasn't much water in the balloon, the leak, wouldn't, the leak would not be significant. If you pumped the balloon up with a ton of water, the leak would start to be emphasized further. It would appear more drastic, and it would leak at a higher intensity than it might otherwise. It's kind of the same thing with a disc for most people, not everybody. But most, first thing in the morning, they'll feel extra stiff. They might feel some extra radiation in the morning. Uh, they might feel like it's very difficult to stand up straight initially or to get moving, to kind of get the hips going, um, things like that. The, the car ride to work first thing in the morning. Oh, it's so tough when I get to work. Man, that low back is just so tight. These early morning symptoms do most of the time fit these categories as well. So this is why history is so important because a good provider if you're going to see someone for help or, or for me, you're going to notice we ask a lot of in-depth questions because about 85% of your diagnosis can come from history, can come from this information alone. So without even touching someone, without even taking them through an assessment, if I ask them these questions and these are the things that they described, I can say, oh yeah, I mean, I have a very good idea of most likely what this is. There's no reason to jump to imaging. There's let's let's save your money. Let's keep some of your money in your pocket. Let's not get any scary words or scary reports in your head. Let's not uh, let these reports get over to the wrong provider that starts talking you into drugs, injections, and surgery. Um, well, let's let's skip that stuff. X-ray probably not necessary. MRI probably not necessary. We know what we're dealing with. A good provider, a good low back coach, is a good investigator. These are the questions they should be asking you. Then, once we have a good history, then we can go through an assessment. 
and we can assess your restrictions. We can assess where your low back is lacking its motion. We can assess your hips. We can assess all these things. I've, once again, I've shown videos of how I do this online. We go through an assessment. We really dial down the type of disc injury that you have. And we make sure that we identify the right movements that are going to be the ones to ultimately correct it for you so that you're not stuck without a plan worrying about what the next step is in ensuring that you're not going to slip down the wrong path. Because we all know for most people, if they get an MRI and then they go to PT and they get bad PT or bad Cairo, then they're deemed, oh, failed conservative care. Let's do an injection. Majority of injections don't work. Some injections can actually make your situation worse. It increases risk for surgery. Injections don't work. Well, guess what that leaves? Surgery. So it's the last option. And this happens to a lot of people. So this is what we're trying to avoid here. So a good history, all these things that we've discussed are very, very common signs that what you may be dealing with, possibly a disc herniation. Also, one other quick tip that I forgot. The longer you sit, the worse it feels. The longer you stand in one place, the worse it feels. The standing isn't quite as common. It is common. Most people think, oh, I'm standing and I'm moving. That's a great thing. And it is a great thing. Um, there's no doubt about that. But standing for some people can be really tough too. It, it can be. But for majority of disc issues, the longer you sit, the longer you sit in that rounded position, um, seated flexion does put pressure on the discs. I have also posted videos of ways that you can um, mediate this throughout the day. I posted a video on how you can increase your disc health and disc height by some simple movements. A 20 second movement break every 15 to 20 minutes um, can do a lot for your disc health. Go to my social media and review this. I also posted a podcast covering this topic. Um, these are very common signs as well. So by combining this information with a proper assessment, we can accurately identify, okay, this is a disc issue we're dealing with. We know what the disc issue is. We know the behavior of it. I would take you through an assessment. We would go through some exercises. We would get relief during the call, just like I did with Keith today. And we would be able to determine you're going to be just fine. The program is going to work. We know what we're dealing with. We know what to do and we know the correct strategy. I have many, many videos on my Instagram and on my YouTube showing other quick tips that you can do for disc related issues. Cause this is all that I focus on feel free to go through those. Feel free to give them a shot. If they only get you so far though, and you find yourself just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling um, and just guessing on what movements are right for you, it's, it's time to take action. It's time to commit to a plan because you don't want to let these issues continue and fester so that they ultimately turn into a different monster and they start to get worse. And then you're in a position where you're willing to do anything to get out of pain. And then that's where if the wrong provider gets a hold of you and starts giving you ultimatums on things, you're, you're going to jump ship and you might do some, some drastic things. So that's what we're trying to avoid. So please try the content. That's what it's there for. Try the content. If it doesn't help, then you know what to do. Shoot me a DM, shoot me an email. I'm going to attach the link uh, in the description box and in, in the show notes of this episode for you to submit an application if you're looking for help, and also I'm going to 
attach a few of my favorite disc-related exercises to the show notes of this episode as well, along with other educational videos that I've posted regarding how to heal your discs without drugs and without surgery. If you enjoyed this podcast, if you learned something, please, if you feel as though I deserve it, leave a rating, leave a five-star review. It is very helpful to growing the podcast and to getting more listeners so that people out there who are struggling with low back issues can find the help that they deserve. Also, if you're on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. These are zero cost ways that you can support this podcast and support me. And finally, share with a friend in need that is looking to fix their low back issues who needs the right help. Thank you very much for listening and have a great day.